0: You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked On Cardinals. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Happy December. Hard to believe it is already December, but it is indeed December 1st on the day that this world dropped. Thanks for tuning in today, each and every day. Whether you're watching on the YouTube channel or you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, it's a joy to have you tuning into Locked On Cardinals each and every day. It's a busy, busy time to be a baseball follower. Maybe not necessarily for the Cardinals. I've still only made one move as of the time of the start of this recording. But nevertheless, it was a big move in Stephen Matz. He had an introductory press conference the other day. We're going to talk about it, share some quotes and why. It just continues to be what seems like, anyways, a match made in heaven between Steven Matz and the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, was it the splashiest of moves? Was it a Max Scherzer-type move or even a Marcus Stroman-type move? Maybe not, but nevertheless, it was the move that the Cardinals made and one that I think fits very well. Talked about that the day of the signing, the day after the signing, as well as with Locked on Mets host Ryan Finkelstein on Monday's show. So if you missed Monday's show, go ahead and head back over there. Uh, Apologies for not getting one out yesterday. It was a little under the weather, even when I recorded with Ryan on Sunday night before the Monday release. And then it it just got worse yesterday. I'm better now. Good today, obviously, uh, and ready to roll here. So we'll go ahead and get into the content. Also talk about uh, the non-tender deadline, CBA, and other moves the Cardinals might make as well. But, but Stephen Matz, I mean, I, I think that we all understood the, the fit before the press conference. And a press conference, it, rarely when you have a new signing, it's going to be like, yeah, you know, it was okay. We're not super thrilled with it, but it is what it is. Like That's not going to ever be the message. But I think that this is a, a move that the Cardinals made that, that they were impressed with, they were happy with, and one that they, they should be happy with. They should be not contempt content with and satisfied with in terms of the entirety of the offseason there are still plenty of moves to be made still plenty of work to be done for this team and I'll talk about that coming up here in a little bit but a move that they can be happy with for the time being that Stephen Matz is a great fit for St. Louis a great fit for this rotation both personally and on the field solid just absolutely solid stuff so uh, he, he aced aced it he, he just absolutely aced it he, he said all the right things did all the right things said all the right keywords talked about Yadier Molina and then he tweeted some stuff out right afterwards as well that I'll that I'll share but that, that was about as, as well as the press conference could have gone in terms of that kind of move John Moselock answered some questions as well so let's go ahead and, and get right into it John Moselock started started it off by, by saying that he, he's an ideal fit Uh, here's the quote from his opening statement. Quote, we really believe that this is an ideal fit for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Went on to say, one, we think he's a really good pitcher. Two, he's left-handed. Three, he throws strikes. Four, we think he'll take advantage of our defense and our ballpark. Five, we think he's a winner. And six, he's a good person. End quote. Those are all pretty solid reasons to sign somebody if you're asking me. And most of those are right. Stephen Matz has one, at a lot of different points throughout his career, he's left handed. He, he talked about taking advantage of the defense. He tweeted out taking advantage of the defense. Just an overall solid pickup for the St. Louis Cardinals. I've said that a lot. I'll probably say it again. Try not to beat a dead horse, but just state, state my take. And, you know, I'm not expecting a sub three ERA and 20 wins and, a, you know, an ERA plus of 175 or striking out the world 235. I'm not expecting a Cy Young type season. I'm expecting a Steven Matz type season. 11 to 14 wins, maybe 10 to 14 wins, an ERA sitting around 3.8, hopefully closer to the 3.6, 3.5 range, making 30 starts, 180, 200 innings, give or take. High ground ball rate, high or low FIP relative to the ERA, solid ERA plus above average, and we'll go from there. That's the kind of year I'm expecting from Steven Matz, and that's the exact kind of year that I think he can deliver. Especially as we talked about in the um, in the cardinal uniform, Stephen Matz, like I mentioned, he said some key words that really just showed yeah, either he did his homework or he just knew. Here's one of his quotes. This according to an article from Zachary Silver, and I've also watched it, listened to it myself. Uh, quote: "The famous cardinal way. And uh, quote, he went on to say, quote, I've always been really, I've always really admired the way they did things. Being able to throw to an incredible catcher and Yadier Molina is something that also goes into the process. The team, they have incredible defense. They, the run they went on last year, the excitement of the fans, the great ballpark. I mean, these are all things that you start to think about, end quote. He, he definitely fell in love with the St. Louis Cardinals and w- w- with the whole idea of pitching for the birds on the bat. And I think that whether it's for the Cardinals or somebody else, you've got to have that buy-in by the player. You have to have a buy-in to the process, a buy-in to what that team is trying to accomplish that season and beyond, especially if you're looking at a long-term deal or a medium-term deal as Steven Matts signed at four years especially with the new manager. I'm sure Steven Matz had that thought process in mind as well. You've got a vision, clearly a somewhat new vision for the St. Louis Cardinals with the philosophical difference they had with their old manager. Clearly, Steven Matz agreed with the vision for the St. Louis Cardinals. And that's big. It might seem a little bit more important to to agree with the coaching staff when you're looking at a college recruit for football or basketball or in any sport for that matter but it's still important for the players at the professional level to be on board with everything that's going on. And Steven Matz seems to be, at least in his public comments and his public Twitter that that I'll share in a little bit, like I mentioned, seems to be completely 100% in and on board with what St. Louis has to do, with what St. Louis wants to do. Steven Matz, has been around as well, which is also a huge positive. He talked about that. He said, quote, I've had a lot of ups and downs throughout my career, and I would say the last three or four years, I really started to get an identity of who I am as a pitcher. And end quote. That's producing ground balls, and that is going to be a key, key factor. If he can keep the ball on the ground this season, he's going to win the Cardinals a lot of games. He's going to be worth every single penny that the Cardinals paid him, If you can keep the ball on the ground, and this Cardinal defense will most likely keep the ball on the infield. One last quote I'll share from the actual conference, or Zoom conference, quote, I think that gives you, talking about defense, excuse me, quote, I think that gives you incredible confidence to attack hitters when you have the trust in the guys behind you. It gives you more confidence, which leads to more conviction in your pitches, which ultimately leads to more success. I'm really excited to have those guys behind me, to say the least. We saw this same trend with Wade LeBlanc. I talked about this on Monday's show with Ryan Ficklestein. If Wade LeBlanc, all due respect to Mr. LeBlanc, if he can find success, even a moderate amount of success, as he did with the St. Louis Cardinals, imagine what a guy of Stephen Matt's caliber can do. With the confidence, with the conviction that he talked about, even just with the general defense behind him that he talked about, that is a huge bonus for Matz. That is a huge, huge, huge bonus for him. He's going to be able to improve his numbers, in my opinion. Ryan talked about yesterday, or Monday, if you missed it, the ability, or the lack of ability, excuse me, of the Mets defense in recent years when Matt's was on that team to field a ground ball. And now Matt's is going to get the benefit of the doubt more times than not when he gets a ground ball. Now let's look at his Twitter and see what he had to say there again. Just words of praise Galore. For, for Mr. Matz, uh, from, from Mr. Matz with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, one of his tweets, quote, I'm fired up to join one of the most historic and respected franchises in all of baseball, the St. Louis Cardinals, throwing the Yachty on a team with five gold gloves and in front of the most passionate fan bases, one of the most passionate fan bases in pro sports. It's going to be incredible. Fire emoji. I also talked about in the press conference how the Cardinals have, quote, the best fans in baseball. He is appealing to everything. He, he, he is buying, and he believes in the Cardinal way. At least publicly, that's what he is saying he believes in. Uh, he also wanted to thank Mo, Mike, and the Cardinals' ownership for this tremendous opportunity. He's pumped and can't wait for spring training. See everybody in Jupiter. He's pumped up. I think everybody's pumped up when they join a new team. And I talked about this on Monday as well, that I think that because the expectations for Steven Matz aren't through the roof... Hopefully, one would think there's not a lot of pressure on mats. There's not a lot of extra pressure, I should say, because obviously there's pressure to compete. There's pressure to do things. I understand that. However, there, there's not Nolan Arenado. There's not Paul Goldschmidt-type pressure. There's not even probably Jack Flaherty or Adam Wainwright-type pressure on Steven Matt. It's, hey, go out there, do a solid job, and that's what we need. That that's what the Cardinals need from him is to go out there do a solid job. And I was just I, I've been impressed with everything I've I've seen from Mads. The more I look into the numbers, the more impressed I am, and the more uh, optimistic I am on what he brings to this Cardinal rotation and what he's going to be able to do for this Cardinal rotation and this Cardinal team going forward uh, in in the future. And that that forward that 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 future is quite unknown. Uh, there's there's no question about it. With the CBA expiring at midnight or 11:59 tonight, midnight on December 2nd, we might have a lockout. The future is unknown. A couple more moves to talk about, but first I want to tell you guys about built. These are deals going through. November 30th through December the 23rd. It's the holiday season. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar because you get the health benefits, but it still tastes like a candy bar. Or even better, you can grab a candy bar, built bar, that's filled with so much holiday goodness, rich dessert flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. You'll have a hard time choosing from all these flavors. Will you have the raspberry and mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cook and cream or peanut butter brownie. Book Bar gives you the extra fuel you need to bust down those male mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or it gives you the extra energy to need to work off the extra food you just ate at Thanksgiving because it's the season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite book Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll, they might fight you for it and things could it out of hand. cozy up with something warm as well because there's a holiday secret that i want to tell you about as well dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa let it melt a little bit and give your beverage a bit of built bar flavor plus you'll have a nice melted built bar to go with it be sure to have a couple napkins on hand as well there's too much to tell you about about the holiday dessert flavors at built.com so head over to built.com see them all for yourself use promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off your order there's a lot going on at Built.com right now. All good things for the holiday season. So head over to Locked. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Bilt.com. 15% off your order. You won't be disappointed. The non-tender deadline has come and gone, and the Cardinals did non-tender a player that I will talk about in just a moment. Uh, non-tender means that he is now a free agent. Cardinals tendered contract to uh, to, to others. They non-tendered on uh, Rondon, Or, excuse me, Jose Jose Rondon, I beg your pardon. Uh, He was a right-handed bat that that had some good moments for St. Louis this season. It it just wasn't going to, he wasn't going to get any playing time. It wasn't going to be worth his time to be a St. Louis Cardinal. And it just wasn't worth it for the St. Louis Cardinals to keep him. So the 40-man roster has now slipped to 36. So possible availability for some moves to be made, without a doubt. Um, But... It's still a question of whether or not these moves will be made before the deadline uh, that will be coming up in, in a matter of hours, depending on when you're uh, listening to this sh- to the show or watching this show. Uh, that the deadline could be a couple hours away, could be seven hours away, depends on when you're listening. Uh, but nevertheless, they did non tender on H- Jose Rondon, excuse me. So that means he will not be on the roster in 2022 unless they re-sign him to a contract with, which I, I doubt will. Um, will be happening, it just it just got clogged up. You've got Juan Yepes coming up, Brendan Donovan had a nice AFL. You just had a lot of position players battling, and Jose Rondon just did not make the cut. However, the Cardinals did tender contracts to arbitration-eligible members, uh, including Jack Flaherty, Jordan Hicks, Alex Reyes, Dakota Hudson, Tyler O'Neill, Giovanni Gallegos. Uh, Hicks and Reyes are in their second year, along with Jack Flaherty. Uh, Hudson, O'Neal, and Gallegos are arbitration eligible for the first time. Harrison Bader was also tendered a contract by the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, He's also in his second year. It'll be interesting to see where the arbitration goes for a couple of those gentlemen. Jack Flaherty got an increase to $3.2 million last year. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if it goes up or stays the same. Uh, It's not going to go down, but uh, how much if it goes up because of the injuries he had. Uh, Harrison Bader had stretches this past season where he was dominant and stretches where he was not. So nothing too out of the ordinary. For the non-tender deadline for the St. Louis Cardinals, they weren't going to non-tender Flaherty. They weren't going to non-tender Bader. They weren't going to non-tender Gallegos. Hicks, I guess you could have put a question mark on. They weren't going to non-tender Reyes. Rondon was really the only legitimate option to non-tender, and the Cardinals did indeed announce the non-tendering of Jose Rondon last night after the 7 p.m. Central deadline. So thank you to Jose Rondon for your service to the Cardinals. Had some nice moments, as I mentioned, especially off the bench a little bit. So the Cardinals will now look to uh, replace his spot on the 40-man roster uh, here shortly. But it leaves the question, or begs the question a little bit, uh, where do the Cardinals go from here? Because, as I mentioned, the lockout is looming. I made a bold prediction on Monday's show with Ryan, uh, that I said Trevor Story would be signed by the St. Louis Cardinals before the CBA expired. Not as confident in that now, and I know Mosellock has said that, you know, Paul DeYoung is a starting shortstop, confidence in him, etc., etc., but as many, many, many pointed out on Twitter in the last couple of days, a couple of days before Nolan Ardano was traded for, he said Matt Carpenter is this team's starting third baseman. So read read into quotes as much or as little as you would like. Um, But I I think that it is interesting to see because there was also a report that Luis Garcia is in serious talks with the San Diego Padres. And if Mo and company don't want to bring him back, is it the, the end of the world? No, but you need to replace him. Jimmy the Cat Hayes of Valley Sportsman West tweeting out that the Cardinals have had interest with Joe Kelly I think Joe Kelly would be a great fit. He, he he would be a very solid veteran presence in that bullpen, and just a fun guy to have in that bullpen as well. A character in that bullpen. Um, I, I think that he he's somebody that that could kind of show the ropes to a guy like Hennessy's Cabrera. Kind of show the ropes to a guy like Alex Reyes. If Reyes stays in the bullpen, even Orion Helsley, Joe Kelly has been there, done that. He also brings some championship. Experience. He made the World Series with the Cardinals in 2013. Was on the Dodgers for a World Series championship. Was on the Red Sox for a World Series championship or World Series championship team, excuse me. He he's been to the playoffs <laughs> once or twice. And he's won a ring. He knows what he's doing. He's also made some headlines for what he's done with Carlos Correa and things of that nature. But I think that if the Cardinals were to make a move before the deadline, before the CBA expires, because I don't see the CBA. I don't see an agreement being reached in the next X amount of hours Whether you are listening to this at 11 in the morning, uh, 12 in the morning, 12 12 at night, 11.30 at night. I don't see an agreement being reached. I do see a lockout coming. Uh, If the Cardinals make a move before that, I do think it'll be in the reliever market. Realistically speaking, based on the reports that we've seen, based on the the, the feeling of the market, the movement of the market, I, I just don't see the Cardinals making a huge splash. Uh, I, I think if it were me, I'd probably still go after Trevor story or if you wanted to try and pay Carlos Correa, pay him. Uh, but I, I just don't see the Cardinals doing that. I think that uh, if, if the, if a move is made and again, I, at this point, I don't see a move being made. Uh, there have been moves already, you know, made, made late Tuesday by signed late moves will be made by teams. So don't, don't, don't get me wrong. But at this point, you still got to get physicals and announce them and, it's not like a trade deadline where you can get stuff in you know, just before and still be good. You've got to get them in with plenty of time to get physicals and things like that, to my knowledge. And I, I just think that the, a move at this point would seem unlikely. Unless it's something that the Cardinals have been keeping really under wraps. And they, they did it the last second, and they announced it on their, on their own. But if it's a high-profile guy like Story... I doubt that they're able to keep that under wraps. Joe Kelly, maybe another bullpen arm. Andrew Chafin, Brad Hand, left-handed relievers that, that I think they're also in desperate, dire need of. That I think that that that's a move that they could possibly get underneath the radar. But other than that, I, I just don't see it happening. Um, we, we'll see what happens. If I had to say a move was made, I'd think it'd be the bullpen market, the reliever market. That's something Mosella talked about in the Zoom press conference in case you missed it. It's up on multiple different platforms now. A couple different YouTube pages. I know Charlie and Marlowe tweeted it out on Twitter as well. Um, KMOX had it. It's out on a couple different spots. If you want to listen to its full 20-minute entirety, 19, 20 minutes thereabout. But... I just think a reliever makes the most sense right now for the Cardinals. If they were to make a move, I just don't really see it realistically happening. Uh, So we'll take one last break, and then we'll finish up talking about the CBA, because sadly it is something we have to talk about, something that we might be talking about for a very, very, very long time. Hopefully not too long, but we shall see. But before I talk about the CBA, I want to talk, a cba excuse me i want to talk about bet online bet online is the number one spot for all of your betting action they have a new updated site and web interface so head over there now to check it out they've got new lines new odds new props more ways for you yes you to win yourself some money it's an incredible site you can bet on basketball football baseball ufc hockey You can bet on it all, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the amazing opportunities available for this season. And if you haven't signed up yet and you're wondering if you should or not, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. You can sign up for free, deposit $100, enter the promo code LOCKEDON, and get $50 free to bet and win some money. It's incredible. It's an incredible site. You can win yourself some money. Head over to BetOnline right now. BetOnline.ag is where the game starts. I talked about this on Monday with the CBA. Collective bargaining agreement. I think we all kind of knew this was coming... As as early as summer 2020, when the two sides could not agree on how to resume play because of monetary issues, there are certain things that the owners and the players are just so far separated on that I that I just don't see them coming together and saying, "Okay, yeah, we we, we got this. We we can come together right now and get it done." Again, like I talked about on Monday, there are some reports that are saying this could be a couple of weeks. Some could say this could be a month or two. Some are even saying it delays the season. Major League Baseball over the last week has been the most exciting offseason I've seen in my memory. I've witnessed in my memory. If you guys have a more exciting one, let me know. Of all the signings that have happened, the Mets making the three splashes plus mad max the rangers spending 500 million dollars on an infield still being in the market the tigers signing bias. you you've got so many players you've got the mariners the 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 red sox even made a move it's been a frenzy it was it was literally like the trade deadline at times it felt more chaotic than the trade deadline the pirates even made a handful of, of moves no splashes per se but they made a handful of moves the Marlins even got in on the business, trading for Jacob Stallings. They signed, uh Garcia. Every team, it seems like, for the most part, maybe not Cleveland or Arizona, just two that come and trade to mind, Baltimore. But you've got teams that normally aren't in the mix, in the mix. It's, it's unfortunate that it's because of an impending, huge, ginormous negative. A lockout is coming. It's coming in the matter in a matter of hours. Again, depending on when you listen to this, watch this. I don't know if there's a way to enforce the free agent deadline, but the MLB this offseason has been so entertaining. It's been wonderful to watch. I just, it's unfortunate now that we're heading for a lockout. We don't know how long it's going to be. The last thing MLB needs is what it's getting, and that's a lockout especially with the already shortened season in 2020. They don't want a shortened season in 2022. It might get there. I, nobody really knows for sure. It's just really, really, really unfortunate that we've had so much positive and, and excitement about around this game in the last week and a half, specifically probably the last five days, six days. And it's going to be followed up by a huge negative of nothingness. And no one knows how long that nothingness is going to last. It's just unfortunate. It's bad for the game. It's bad for the sport. It's bad for the business. It's bad for the fans. It just is. Hopefully this lockout is productive. Hopefully they're able to come back together and say, Okay, we've got everything figured out. This is going to be great. We're all chipper. We're all happy. But that doesn't usually end up being the case. So tomorrow we'll talk more about the CBA, sadly. Maybe we'll talk about some Cardinal Cardinal news as well. Uh, But we'll be coming back with some more off-season content for you this week. We're still five days a week. Uh, Up until uh, a couple weeks from now, uh, we'll go three days a week around the Christmas time. But we are still five days a week. um, Assuming I don't get sick again and I'll still power through the best I can going forward. So we'll be back Monday to Friday uh, going forward. Happy December, everybody. So be sure to tune back tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in today. Until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.